Hi, I'm New England Patriots running back and Super Bowl champ James White, and you listen to the Fantasy Football Champs podcast. Go Pats! What is going on, everybody? Welcome into your favorite fantasy football podcast, Fantasy Football Champs, starring me, Mark, and my co-host, AJ. AJ, what is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. We are doing a surprise mock draft on you guys, just dropping it at noon on a Wednesday. If the draft is full, why don't you why don't you tell them how we're gonna how we're gonna shoot this episode? Well, we're gonna we're doing this one differently than usual. Usually, we'll do the community mock draft, and then a couple hours after the fact, AJ and I will go back into the draft board and we'll break down each team from a strength standpoint and what we like and what we don't like. Today, seeing how it's a spontaneous Wednesday at noon draft, we're gonna be recording the show live during the mock draft, so you're gonna be able to hear our analyst pick by pick and you're going to hear us break down these rosters as they're forming what we like what we don't like we're going to be able to call out some reaches and it's going to be fun it's a new format so make sure you leave us feedback in the facebook group uh to see if you like this new format we're trying it out for the first time i think it's going to be a success i'm looking forward to it um all right so i think we get this thing started the the chat is uh getting a little antsy we're ready to get this draft started yeah, this is going to be, I mean, this is not going to be easy. I'm looking forward to the challenge, though. Let's start it up and just start firing up these picks. All right. So before we get started, I'm going to read off the contestants because they all deserve shout outs for being so active in noon on a Wednesday. Picking at the one spot, we got Seahawks. The two spot, we got Unlocked Joint. The three spot, we got Rune Walsh. Fourth spot will be me. Fifth spot will be Jay Lair. Sixth spot will be DCG. Seventh spot will be Robinson. Eighth spot will be PFN. Nine spot will be you. Ten spot will be Vlad. Eleven spot we got Kev. And twelfth spot we got Beast. I'm going to hit the start button and we will be underway. <laughs> as soon as I uh, find the start button. There we go. Begin, Jeff. And we are off all right so the one one obviously has to be cmc yeah you gotta figure this there's there's no there's no point of doing any analysts for that like all right yep mccaffrey first good pick no surprise there now seahawk did say in the chat i don't know if you missed it but he was threatening to take jared cook there just to uh just to piss you off well you know what that's i'll tell you what i'm about to thank this man real quick yeah, yeah, go ahead. Give, give him a shout out in the chat. All right, so the two spot, I mean, this should be no surprise, right? This kind of has to be Saquon. Um, I'm reading the chat at the same time. Now, this is live, so you're going to hear there's going to be some mistakes in here. The editing is going to be very minimal. We're just rolling today. We're just rolling with it. So uh, AJ put in the chat, thanks for leaving me cook. Seahawks says, tell the pot I said hi. Seahawks, we see you out there. We appreciate all your support. You're usually in our community mock draft, so big shout out to you for, you know, being around for a long time. So Unlocked has been on the clock for a whole minute. Now, it's a two-minute clock. He's been on it for 60 seconds. Second pick 
hasn't made a selection yet. Now, not sure why he's not just taking Saquon here. Maybe he's trying to zig when people are zagging. Um, last time we did one of these community mock drafts, 11 of the first 12 picks were running backs. So we'll see how this one unfolds. Um, uh, what do you think, AJ? Do you think he kind of has to go Saquon here? Uh, I mean, yeah, everybody everybody has their opinion. I feel like this year, though, if you're not picking first, if you're picking second, it has to be Barkley. Unless the guy ahead of you takes Barkley, then you take CMC. I think it's a it's really a two-horse race here for the first and second pick, and then it's kind of everybody else. But, I mean, you know who I would take three. So, I, basically, it's three guys for me this year. Where now? I'm this guy. He's he's really uh. I'll hold up the chat. It's just getting wild right now. The the chat is wild because we just had, I think, our first auto pick, unlocked auto picked Camara. I believe the timer did run out. Camara going auto drafted over Barkley was a surprise. So I don't know if that was a very last second pick, but unlocked. But. <laughs> He's getting kind of blown up in the chat right now. Uh, one guy says, guess the person's not here. Rune says, are you guys killing the clock to allow you guys to talk? No, that was not set up that way. Um, <laughs> we appreciate auto pick, auto, Yeah, auto-pick shade being thrown around. Is he having lunch? BFN says, maybe he is. I mean, it is only 12 o'clock. All right, I'm on the clock here. Saquon went third. Man, if only Saquon could have somehow made it a- Listen, auto pick or not, getting Saquon at three is a steal. See, that's, yeah, that's Saquon good for Rune right there. That, that's really good for Rune right there. Congratulations on getting Saquon at three. All right, so I got about a minute left on the clock. This is an easy pick for me. Uh, if you take, I'm hold, on, hold on. If you take Jared Cook, I'm going to smack the shit out of you. All right? I'm not taking Jared Cook. All right, I, I take these mock drafts. I'm taking these mock drafts more seriously. At the four pick, this is a no-brainer for me. It's Ezekiel Elliott. I have Zeke as my number three running back. So getting him at four, no issues at all. I like that. So let's take Zeke and move right on to Jay Lair. So the first four picks, McCaffrey, Kamara, Saquon, Zeke. And at the five spot, Jay Lair took Dalvin Cook. This now, is interesting to me because in every mock draft we've done so far, oh, there you go, Derrick Henry going at the 1-6. I was just going to say, I try... I've been trying to see how late I can get Derrick Henry because he's I'm all in on Derrick Henry like I am every year. Uh, so seeing him with the 1-6 is not much of a surprise to me, but I was curious to see how far he would fall without me snagging him in the top five. So 1-6, that's about where you know I would expect him to go. You see, Derrick Henry is an interesting guy to me just because you got to figure now that Tennessee is committed to him, there is a shot that they don't try to you know, give him 20, 25 carries a game. Like, they might want to try to conserve him because they're going to need him in the future. Like, if he signed a franchise tag and he had one more year, I'd be all in on Henry. I think that he'd, he'd get, like, 300 carries. But I don't know that he got signed to the bigger deal. Like, it worries me a bit. Not enough. He's still a first-round pick for me, easy. But It, it doesn't worry me at six, all. It doesn't worry me at all. Because yeah. the reason why the Titans were so good last year is because they were running the ball with Henry. And they don't have any other real running backs. I know they drafted a kid, but it, Derrick Henry is is like an MVP candidate, in my opinion. And he basically carries that entire team by himself. So I know they gave him the money and all that, but at the same time, you can't you can't ease up off the gas just because the guy got paid. 
And I don't know if you've been following Derrick Henry in the offseason. He's, his workout regimen is ridiculous. Like, he's an absolute freaking animal. Hey, so we had our first receiver go off the board. Obviously, Michael Thomas, the 1-7. And then we had Nick yeah, Chubb. Yeah. So, yeah, we kind of got behind there talking about uh, Derrick Henry. So, if you missed it, so far the first round, McCaffrey, Kamara, Barkley, Zeke, Cook, Henry. First six all running backs. Michael Thomas was the first wide receiver off the board to Robinson at 1-7. Uh, Nick Chubb went at the 1-8. You are currently on the clock, so why don't you let the people at home, let them in on your, your mindset right this now. Is, what do you think? This is my thought process right now. Uh, I'm not 100% sold on Josh Jacobs. I'm not 100% sold on Joe Mixon. But at the same time, I I don't feel right if I don't take a running back in the first round. But honestly, it's... Oh, man, this is tough. I think what I'm going to do here is... I think I'm going to leave some running backs on the board. It's a mock draft. You know, we're going to try new things. I'm going to go with Tyree Kill at nine, only because I'm not 100% in love with Jacobs or Mixon. Yeah, I, I hear you. And, I mean, there's, there's a show. They probably won't come back to you. Those two guys, I imagine, will go in the next six picks. They'll probably go in but, the next two picks. Uh, yeah. Tyree Kill, I took last uh, mock draft we did, I took Tyree Kill at the 12 spot. And I was totally cool with it. Um, no, but Tyreek Hill, I mean, he has the potential to be the number one wide receiver in fantasy. We all know this. Last year, he was still really good, even though he was playing hurt most of the season. He missed some games, and Mahomes missed some time. So uh, I I love Tyreek this year. If I can get him at the end of the first, if, I, if I'm not in love with the running backs there, I don't have a problem with it. But yes, this is yep. interesting for you. You can tell this is a mock, because I can't remember the last time I saw you take a wide receiver in the first round. Yeah, I honestly, it's if I'm picking late, really late in the first round, that's when I'll do it. Um, I'm not gonna. My my whole thought process on draft day is I'm not gonna force a position if I'm not in love with the player, because then you get yourself in trouble. So I know I'm a huge Terry Kill fan. I I we're gonna be doing our our top 12 list very soon. And I was mentioned to you last night, I think Terry Kill, to me, is my number two receiver this year. So I, he's the second receiver off the board at the 1-9. I'm fine with that. I'm actually going to throw up a poll in the uh, in the chat right now asking who you take at that spot, Jacobs or Tyreek, because everybody is all in on Josh Jacobs. I mean, I like Jacobs better than Mixon. I'll say that, but... It's just... Yeah, but you, wait, so you like Jacobs over Mixon even now that Mixon showed out the second half of the year and he has Burrow and A.J. Green back? I do, but it's, like, really close. Like, it's but, like... But you know you know, Joe Mixon's going to get the uh, the passing work, though. Like, we haven't seen Josh Jacobs get that yet. Like, that's the hope, is that Josh Jacobs will be involved in the passing game, but you know Mixon is an elite pass catcher. Yeah, no, I agree. All right, hey, so we had another receiver go off the board at 110, Devontae Adams, and then Jacobs and Mixon. So, yeah, I mean, you said the next six picks. I said they were going to go right next to each other, but they ended up going in the next three picks. There's no surprise there. There you go, D-Hop. Oh, see, I, I, I like what Beast did with the Mixon-Hopkins. I, I really like that one, too. Now, remember, this is a two-running-back, two-receiver league, so getting an elite, getting an elite player at each position 
really nice way to start. Kev backed up the Josh Jacobs with the Miles Sanders. I love that young that young combo of running backs. They were both rookies last year. They both showed tremendous potential. Uh, I recently came around to Miles Sanders in a big way. I took him at the 2-1 in our last community mock draft. I knew that there was no shot of him getting back to me at the 2-9. I probably like knock my mic over and run into the other room if I was able to get Miles Sanders and Zeke. Uh, I knew that was a long shot though. So after Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones went. So it's, it's let's, we got a point this. We got to talk about this. So Vlad went Devonte Adams and Aaron Jones. So he's already deep in on the Packers. Do you like that strategy, or do you like? Is there enough to go around now? Both these guys are big time touchdown plays. Devonte Adams, you know he's he's gonna finish as a top uh, a top probably a top five wide receiver. It should be pretty easy for him. But Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones is an interesting one because he had so many rushing touchdowns last year. It's going to be almost impossible for him to repeat. But you're getting him at a pretty nice value because if you think that he was going to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns again, he'd be in the first round. So you got him at the early second. What were your thoughts on that? And then talk about your uh, talk about your second round pick. Yeah, no, I think I think Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones is definitely enough touchdowns to go around. I mean, you saw it last year. And... Uh, uh, that's a nice little combo to get there. I like getting Jacobs and Sanders. I love going running back heavy early. Uh, this draft, I'm doing the complete opposite because that is so Julio Jones at the 2-4. So now I'm totally going against what my normal routine is. So I try picking in a later spot. I want to mix around a couple things, try to, you know. Get, so the thing is, when you're doing these mock drafts, you don't always want to pick the first. You don't always want to pick, you know, you want to dig the middle rounds. You want to get the end. You want to cover all bases just so if you end up getting a pick that you're not used to you won't be totally screwed so i'm totally changing up my, my normal strategy i went tyreek hill i went julio jones i'm i'm loving it right now i know the running back's gonna be a problem but uh getting tyreek and julio jones i mean that's that's a, a, just a ridiculous combo now right after me pfn took kenny drake we've talked about kenny drake multiple times i do not like kenny drake uh, but if you, a lot of people do believe in him. So if you're right now, you're pairing Nick Chubb and Kenny Drake. That's a nice combo if you're all in on, on Kenny Drake. Um, but you know what? The, you know what's going on right now in this draft is, a lot of people are taking the same position, for the most part. We got two receivers, two running backs, two running backs. Uh, you know, actually now it's about 50-50. It's an interesting draft. It, this is definitely, definitely interesting. Your boy Chris Godwin is two six. Uh, man, you know what? Out of all these mocks we've done, I haven't been able to get Chris Godwin yet. <laughs> you know, he always goes too early in the second round for me to get him, seemingly no matter where I pick from. Oh, we had a bit of a tight end run. So after the Chris Godwin at 2-6 by Robinson, DCG took Travis Kelsey. So now he has Derrick Henry and Travis Kelsey. I really like that combination. And then Jay Lair right after goes George Kittle. So now he has Dalvin Cook and George Kittle. So those two guys seem to have a similar draft strategy. Um, so they, they made my decision easy because now I'm not going to even bother a tight end. I'm not even going to look at the position. There's been a lot of running backs off the board. There's still some good receivers available. So um, the top, the top, Top running back, according to Sleeper, would be Austin Eckler here. I'm not going to do that. I don't feel great. What a yeah, surprise. Right. I'm, I'm not – I'm just not a big Eckler guy. I just, He's not going to get the rushing attempts to really warrant him being like a high-level RB2 in my opinion. So I'm going to pass on 
I'm gonna pass on that. And plus, I have I have a sh- this is my short swing coming, so I'm gonna go ahead and take a look at the wide receivers. Now, this is an interesting one too, right? Because Sleeper is recommending that I take Kenny Galladay here. Now, with the next available the next available uh, wide receiver, there's just no shot. I'm gonna take Galladay over this guy. I'm taking Mike Evans here, and it's a very easy decision. So Mike Evans, so I'm starting off my team, Ezekiel Elliott and Mike Evans. Now, obviously, if I had to pick between Evans and Godwin, I'd still go Godwin. I think Godwin is going to get a ton of, uh, like, the shorter to intermediate routes from Tom Brady. But Mike Evans is – Tom Brady hasn't had a guy like Mike Evans since arguably Randy Moss. Mike Evans is crazy talented. He's big. He's fast. He can go high point any ball. Um, and then in the red zone, you're a little worried that Gronk is going to vulture some red zone touchdowns, but I think Mike Evans is going to be just fine. I have no problem with Mike Evans as my uh, as my wide receiver one here. Uh, after the Mike Evans pick, Rune takes Patrick Mahomes at 210. Now, I did, I will admit, I had a second of consideration of taking Mahomes just to try it out. Um, I thought maybe I, I could I get too. him. Yeah, I thought maybe I could get him at the 3-4 on the swing. Now that that happened, uh, I'm a little worried. I don't think I'm going to be able to get Lamar Jackson. I kind of I want to try out one of these guys just to see how it looks. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping Lamar gets back to me at the 3-4, but now that Mahomes win, I think that maybe uh, unlock the Seahawks could take Lamar. If they don't, I think, though, I think Lamar, I say Lamar just to make it out of the second round. I think he's going to go. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Now, if Unlocked and Seahawks, they'd have to pass on Lamar twice. If they pass on him twice, Rune, there's no reason for him to take Lamar because he already has Mahomes. So, See, if I these two guys Lamar's pass on him right twice. Now. Lamar's going to go at the 212 to Seahawks, and then he's going to come back around and take James Conner. That's just a random thought I have right now. That's probably what I would do if I was in the situation. So, you're going to go... So your prediction is Lamar and uh, Connor? Connor? Yeah, that's what that's what I'm guessing Seahawks is gonna do. Let's see if I'm right or totally wrong. All right, well, let's see what he does. While we wait for him to do his thing, Austin Eckler went at the 211. So now Unlocked has Kamara and Eckler, two high upside pass catching running backs. Kamara, you know he's he's gonna give you RB1 stats no matter what. The dude's a freak. Uh, pairing him with Eckler, I think that's a, I think that's a pretty nice pairing because you got two pass catchers. Oh, so Seahawks Melvin Gordon. In. Melvin Gordon. So he went like Melvin it. Gordon at the two twelve. That's the earliest I've seen Melvin Gordon go in these mock drafts. I respect it. I'm a Melvin Gordon truther, so I have no problems with that pick at all. I'm sure some people out there don't agree with it, but Seahawks, I see you. I like the pick. So you got. McCaffrey and Melvin Gordon. Let's see where he goes here. Dare I see, say, if, does he go here, three running backs? If he, I was just going to say that. If this is me, I would definitely I would just load up another running back. Why not? You got some good options here. You got James Conner. Uh, you got Leonard Fournette. You got Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, I like all those guys better than Kenny Galladay. And uh, see, Kennedy, uh, see, this is why we do mock drafts. This is why we do mock drafts. Fantasy football is amazing. I freaking love it. Everybody has their guys everybody has different strategies i see obviously what he's doing here he he's he already got two running backs now he's gonna start building those receivers it's uh it's a nice strategy i man if i have the opportunity to get three still running backs though i can't pass it up so hard yeah now just to dive into the chat real quick uh vlad 
has to comment Melvin Gordon in the second round. Whoa. So, like we were saying, some people might be surprised. Vlad was surprised. PFN says it's a Kenny G steal there at the 3 1. Uh, looking at the wide receivers that are on the board, I think Kenny Galladay's grouped right in here with this other tier of Thielen Cooper. You got Cup, AJ Brown. So, I think Galladay is paired with those guys. So, I don't necessarily see it as a steal. You, know, you could say Kenny Galladay might be the top of that tier of wide receiver. Uh, he's just, he's not there for me yet. I mean, he had he had nice touchdowns last year, but his target share compared to Marvin Jones were eerily similar. Marvin Jones is still kind of sneaky on that yeah. offense, but Kenny Galladay was the one that came down with the touchdowns last season. I guess if can stay healthy, then Galladay could take another step forward. I'm not saying he can't, but uh, Kenny Galladay at the 3-1, I think that's a fine spot. I don't necessarily see it as a steal. Now, unlocks on the clock. He has two running backs. Let's see. He has 30 seconds. Let's see if he goes three running backs to star. He has Kamara and Eckler. So how are you feeling about this draft so far? It's so weird looking at your team and seeing Tyreek Hill and Julio Jones. Yeah, it's, it feels so different. I, I guess I'm working ahead of me. Um, if any of you guys listened to the last podcast, I had said I wanted to try to get a quarterback early. So I almost took Mahomes to stack him with Tyreek Hill. I was really close, and then I was like, ah, I, I can't, I can't. Even on a mock draft, it doesn't feel right. So, do we just have another auto pick? I think Unlocked might have auto picked again, but the auto pick was Lamar yeah, Jackson. Lamar Jackson, so. yeah. So, I, I, I'm not sure yeah. if, if he auto picked there or if he just waited to the last second. But well, I mean, it, either it way, said, it, it said time was up. Now that's a little disappointing if that wasn't auto pick because if that wasn't, if it wasn't auto pick. Then I just got computer sniped on Lamar Jackson because there's no way Ruin would have took Jackson there, so I would have been able to get get him. So that's a pretty frustrating, uh, frustrating thing for me. So now that kind of changes up my strategy a bit. There's still Le- plenty. Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette, and Barkley Le- with Mahomes. That's not bad. That's not bad. Now Fournette the... going over Connor. Fournette, Fournette going over Connor. Uh... I mean, Connor's more risky, sure, but I think Connor has. Oh no, not I think Connor does have more upside than Leonard Fournette. But Fournette, the workload is guaranteed as long as he can stay healthy. I don't think there's that big a difference between them two. I, I think, the, see, the big difference is James Connor's in a much better offense with Ben Roethlisberger. But yeah, I mean, but that, that's that's Fournette where Connor's upside season. comes from. Yeah, but Leonard Fournette. Only had a few touchdowns last year. Right, put it, Connor put it this way. in that put offense. Way. Put it this way: I think Leonard Fournette is a better running back, but James Connor benefits from being on a better team. Like, could you imagine well, if Fournette was in Pittsburgh? Could you imagine the numbers you put up? Yeah, no, nah, it it would be, but that's the thing that Leonard Fournette isn't in Pittsburgh, so Jackson. that's why. If, if if James Conner is healthy for 16 games, he's uh, RB1, hands down. We've seen it before. We've seen how good Conner can be in that offense if he stays healthy. Fournette, you know that he's always going to be, his upside is always going to be capped because of where he's playing. Jacksonville's always going to be playing from behind. So, right, does mean, so does this mean you're going James Conner? Is that where you're getting at? Because you're, you're about to auto-pick. No, I'm not going to auto-pick. I have my player selected. I was just trying to bleed the clock to get that commentary in there because I do uh, like Connor, but I'm going somewhere else. Oh, boy. Chris Carson. Oh, Todd Gurley, you bastard. You uh, screwed me. 
last hey, mock draft, taking hey, Todd Gurley in the second. There, go, there goes my RB1. Thanks a lot, you yeah. bastard. I was going to yeah. go Todd Gurley for sure, 100%. I I, uh, I I wanted Gurley there. Getting Gurley as my RB2, I have no issue with. I like Gurley over Gordon, Eckler, and Fournette. And I actually like him better than James Conner and Chris Carson. So I had I had Gurley. Gurley's high on my, R, uh, on my RB list. So getting him in the third, I knew that there was a 0.0% chance of him coming back because I knew that's where you were going to go. He was my I can already pick. tell you. I can already tell you, you I'm going to assume you're going to go David Johnson at the 3-9 if he's there. Uh, yeah, the, chat, the, chat, the, the chat likes the uh, likes the Gurley pick. We got Kev says, damn, nice pick. Gurley's going to be fire this year. That's totally agree with that. That's interesting. Though. I mean, I took him, what did I take him at the 2-8? Wait, what, when, when did I take him? I took him at the 2-8 in our last draft, which is only, what, six picks? A, a difference? And people were like, oh, my God, what are you doing? Girly, this is too early. But, listen, his his stock is going to skyrocket. It's Todd Gurley. Yep. He's healthy. Uh, He's on a new team. Yeah, Seahawks said, yeah, I always forget about him. Uh, D- DCG says, really wanted Gurley there. So I'm glad I took Gurley when I did because it doesn't. Even, he wouldn't have even made it to you. He would have went two picks after me to DCG, and that I probably should have assumed that, seeing how his uh, icon is an a, a Atlanta Falcons logo. I, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. Kev says, "What's the feeling on C C H Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Is he going to start over Williams?" My personal assessment is that he will Not eventually yet. get. Yeah, exactly. I think he'll eventually get there, where he'll out snap uh, Darren Williams, but he's going to have no preseason. And he's gonna—he's not really gonna have a chance to prove himself. And we know what William what Williams can do in the offense. So I think it's gonna take Clyde Edwards longer to try to take over that job. So Edwards, uh, Edwards Hilaire—he's gonna be great in the future. He's gonna be fantastic in the future. Next year he'll probably be a first-round pick. But this yeah. year it's gonna be—it's gonna be difficult for him this year. So DCG gets a couple uh, KC Chiefs' his last two picks, pairing uh, Chuck Kelsey with. Clive Edwards Alaire. We got Robson going with Chris Carson. So now that leaves that leaves me with a very easy pick here. Oh, and I don't want to forget. So Adam Thielen went. Adam Thielen went right before me just now to PFN. So that, that's a nice uh, that's a nice receiver. I don't know how I feel about him being receiver one, but right here, obviously for me, it's James Conner. Uh, the guy is going to be an absolute stud with Roethlisberger back. Uh, in these drafts, getting your RB one. Like, it, the last draft we did, Connor was my flex, and I felt terrific about it. Now he's my RB1. He's one of the few guys, I think, that in, in this point in the draft, I would feel okay with being my RB1, so I'm glad he made it to me because uh, I think he's going to have, a, like, a major bounce back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, Le'Veon. I, I like Connor for sure. Let, well, let's play a little catch-up here because I think we missed a couple of picks. Amari Cooper went at 3-5, which is Jay Lair's first. His first wide receiver off the board. Um, I, I don't mind Cooper, but Cooper, it, it's difficult because there's a lot of mouths to feed over there in Dallas. But when he's healthy, then he, he can be great. He can be a wide receiver one. But there's just a lot of mouths to feed. There's going to be frustrating games, I'm sure, where uh, C.D. Lamb gets a touchdown and uh, Gallup catches a touchdown. Z gets one. Let me, Cooper, let me jump in. Let me jump in. the odd man out. 
let me jump in real quick. All right, I've said this before about Amari Cooper. When Amari Cooper's healthy, he's the second best receiver in Dallas. Michael Gallup is the best receiver in Dallas. I said it, I'll say it again. Watch the tape, but that's just my opinion. Oh, we got A.J. Brown going to Kev. Yeah, and he likes that pick. He all caps A.J. Brown, hell yeah. So Kev's really excited about getting A.J. Brown at 311. Like I said, A.J. Brown, Thielen, uh, Amari Cooper, Galladay, they're all in the same tier for me. So if I could have waited and got A.J. Brown a little later than Galladay, I'd be totally cool with that. No problem at all. Uh, just to recap, the third, because we've had, we were doing a lot of talk on this one. I just want to make sure that everyone's keeping up. At the 3 1, we had Galladay, Lamar Jackson, Fournette, Gurley, Cooper, Clyde Edwards, Chris Carson, Adam Thielen, James Conner, Le'Veon Bell, AJ Brown, and Mark Andrews rounds out at the 3 12. Uh, Beast taking Andrews there. So he's starting off with Mixon, Hopkins, Andrews, and David Johnson. I really like that four. I think it's really solid. You get two really good running backs, an elite receiver, an elite tight end. I really like the start that Beast is having. What do you think? Yeah, no, I definitely like it. I like, uh, that's not bad at all. And he took my RB2, unfortunately, taking David Johnson. So now this puts me in a tough spot. Now, so what I'm looking at in the player pool, I, I don't like, I'm not big on Cooper Cup. I, right now, I'm at the point where I'm really like looking at my team and I'm like, I need another running back. So I'm looking at Mark Ingram, Devin Singletary, who I have been very public about. Love Devin Singletary this year. Um, but other than that, there's not much for running backs up here. You got a couple rookies. You, you got Taylor. I don't like Moister. I can't go this far down, right? I'm not going to take Kareem Hunt. So I'm going to – oh, man, this is tough. Unless I just get wild and crazy and take a, another receiver and flex him. Oh, but, you could do that, but you you have been all about Singletary. I'd be kind of surprised. If you don't yeah, no, him. I am. I'm going Singletary. I have to stick stick to my guns. I think Devin Singletary is gonna have a huge year. He showed flashes of being like you know like so he 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 had some plays last year where he looked like one of the best players in the league, and it was his rookie year. So I, I'm I'm excited to see what he's gonna do. I know they drafted Zach Moss. We've talked about this, but yeah, the lack of preseason. Now that's definitely going to benefit Devin Singletary. So um, I'm all in on Singletary. All right, so we have yeah, Mark Ingram uh, next. I, I want to point out that Kev took Robert Woods at the 4-2. So his team right now, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, A.J. Brown, and Robert Woods, that is an absolute rock star team right there. I absolutely love it. I love A.J. Brown and Woods. I love Jacobs and Sanders. Uh, I'm just I'm a huge fan of what Kev is doing right now. I, I'm loving his team. But yeah, so after Robert Woods at four two, like he said, David Montgomery went at four three. So now Vlad has three running backs in the first four rounds: Aaron Jones, Le'Veon Bell, and David Montgomery. Uh, you t- you with the Singletary pick, no surprise there. PFN went Ingram. Same thing that you were talking about with Devin Singletary and uh, Zach Moss. So you can kind of make the same argument for Ingram, right? Because with the lack of offseason, J.K. Dobbins isn't really going to have as much a shot. So Ingram is going to have more burn at the RB1 for Baltimore, in my opinion. Uh, I talked about Ingram a lot on the last podcast about how much of his value came from touchdowns alone. Uh, So I'm not a big Ingram guy, but having him as a flex, seeing how you already have Nick Chubb and Kenyon Drake, that's a really, really good flex. I am not mad at that. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's not bad at all. Oh, we got another tight end going off the board here. Zach 
Ertz going to Robson at the 4-6. Now he's got Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Chris Carson, and Zach Ertz. That's not bad. That's that's like one of your teams right there. Chris Carson and Chris Godwin uh, on the same squad. Yeah, I like that. The, the Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz, again, after the big two and Andrews, Zach Ertz is the clear fourth tight end, in my opinion. After that, it's a bit of a tear break, so I'll be waiting on tight end for a little while now. After Ertz, we had Allen Robinson go at the 4-7. Calvin Ridley at 4-8. That was a big snipe by Jay Allaire. I would have loved to get Calvin Ridley there. I know. I got sniped today. I got auto-draft sniped from Lamar Jackson, which unlocked, (laughs) confirmed, it was an auto-draft because uh, work was calling him, he said in the chat. So I got computer sniped, and then I just got Jay Laird sniped. So now I got to go back to the board, and I got to figure it out. So my team right now, as stands, Ezekiel Elliott, Mike Evans, and Todd Gurley. I love my three. I really don't want to blow it with my fourth here. I could use a wide receiver two. I could go for a running back flex here. So the running backs available, Jonathan Taylor. Again, no preseason at all. So the rookie running backs kind of lost a bit of their shine for me. Most there, no way. Kareem Hunt, Marlon Mack, Damian Williams. I'm not in love with any of these guys, unfortunately. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to move over to the receivers. So we've got Cooper. Uh, I would take Woods over Cup, but Woods already went in this draft, so I can't go there. Cooper Cup, I still like the option. He has high touchdown upside. And DK Metcalf, who I know you're high on. T.Y. Hilton isn't very exciting. I'm going to take a shot here. Oh, man, there's so many good receivers there. Holy God. There's a lot um, of good receivers right now. There's a yeah, lot. It's going to be. Yeah. Let me just. All right. Your pick has to be Juju, right? Um, Juju is the guy I'm looking at right now. Right now, I'm trying to play the game. I have 15 seconds. I'm trying to. I'm wondering who will get back to me. So, I'm gonna go ahead and take Juju here, seeing how he's the highest ranked, and I'll see which of these wide receivers can come back. I'm so gonna Juju say this is the right pick. now. I'm gonna say this right now. So far, up to this point in this draft, I hate to say it, but you get the best squad because based on like how I like to build my teams. I mean, actually, you have the same team as me last draft at this point except I substitute Derrick Henry for Ezekiel Elliott because I ended up taking Gurley Mike Evans wait did I have Mike Evans I think I did have Mike Evans I don't know I can't remember I might be mixing up the drafts but either way you got Mike Evans Juju Smith-Schuster who I am a huge believer in Juju I think he's going to explode actually no that reminds me last draft I had Odell so Odell just went right after you Um, I think Juju's going to blow up I think Mike Evans is going to have the best year of his life. I think Todd Gurley has a chip on shoulder, and he's just going to tear apart the league again. And you got Zeke, your guy. But uh, Mr. Crop Top over there. So that's a nice squad you got <laughs> going there. Crop Top. Anyway, yep. he... Now, one of, the, uh, one of the wide receivers I was going back and forth between who to take there was actually Odell, and Odell went the pick after. I thought maybe Odell would come <clears throat> back on the swing, but I didn't get so lucky, so... After Juju, it was Odell. Then Cooper Cup goes at the 4-11 finally. So Robert Woods at 4-2, Cooper Cup at 4-11. I think this might be the first mock where Cup, or no, where Woods went before Cup, which is the way I have it ranked. At 4-12, Seahawks goes Jonathan Taylor. So his team right now, he's still on the clock at the 5-1. But as, as it stands, Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon, Kenny Galladay, and Jonathan Taylor. So it looks like JT is going to be in his flex. Which, I like that. I'm not necessarily. See, you like it. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I'm not against it. But again, no preseason, and he needs to try to beat out Marlon Mack. And Marlon Mack isn't a bum. Now he went Tyler Lockett at the five-one. I absolutely love that. 
I I love Lockett as a later round pick this year, getting him at the five one. I went over Lockett in depth. Me and you have talked about him before at length. I love Lockett this season. So Galladay Lockett, that's a really good one two punch. So Seahawks team is looking pretty solid right now. I'm just I'm a little wary of the Jonathan Taylor, but I see I see why you did it. It's just I'm I'm a little sour on the rookie running backs right now with uh, the announcement of no preseason at all. And uh, I just saw a, uh, a chat from Kev saying Lockett over DK, and I agree with that question. I I am super high on DK Metcalf. We talked about it a little bit last night off air. I I love missing DK Metcalf last. Uh, I loved him last year. I love him even more this year. I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. Uh, so I agree. I think I would have taken DK over Tyler Lockett, but at the same time, you could argue there's not much more consistency at the receiver position at this point in the draft than Tyler Lockett. I just don't think there is. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I see why DK has a lot of appeal. I mean, the dude is humongous, huge in the red zone, and he looked fantastic his rookie year. But as I talked about on the last show, Lockett just hasn't shown any signs of decline. He hasn't given you, or Russell Wilson for that fact, any reason to not go to Lockett. He was second in the NFL in red zone targets last year, and he caught over 80% of them. Like, Lockett is so rock solid. The dude is usually finishing as a top 15 wide receiver. I'll say this fifth round. Yeah. And just to just to chime in on Tyler Lockett too, I will say this. I think in my opinion as a viewer of football, I watch I watch so much football. Red Zone, everything, right? I've seen every single friggin' team play a ton. And I think Tyler Lockett has the most underrated hands in the NFL. Like, he's sneaky. His footwork on the sideline, his hands are, it's unreal. Like, if you watch a highlight tape of Tyler Lockett, you're probably going to be like, holy shit. Like, why why did I not see this play all over SportsCenter? You know, like, the guy the guy is an absolute great receiver. Uh, it's just, fantasy-wise, though, I think DK is going to have a bigger season. But I do got a lot of love for Tyler Lockett. All right, so looking at the, uh, I'm on the clock right now. I did put up a poll in the chat. Who would you rather have, DK or Lockett? Lockett is winning that poll six to four. Um, DCG said DJ Moore in the fifth is ridiculous. Uh, so right now, Rune, who just took DJ, his team is Saquon Barkley, Patrick Mahomes, Leonard Fournette, Odell, and DJ Moore. Really solid team. Unlocked with T.Y. Hilton at the five two. I personally would have preferred DJ Moore over T.Y. Hilton. I just think DJ Moore has more upside. I think T.Y. Hilton will be fine. I think that he'll he'll definitely be safe for sure. So Unlocked has a really safe team in my opinion. And then you mix in Lamar Jackson with that too. I like it. I'm on the clock now. I get two running backs, two receivers. I'm not ready for a tight end yet. I'm going to wait. The running backs the running backs aren't really sexy at this point. The, the highest recommended guy was Mostert, who I don't want. Kareem Hunt Having Hunt as a flex, though, I don't think that there's a lot of upside. Marlon Max, Damian Williams. Yeah, none of these guys really stand out. So it looks like I'm going to be flexing out a wide receiver in this draft. Highest ranked or projected would be DK Metcalf. But there's another guy up here who is going to be playing on an offense that's going to be losing a lot. He's a favorite target for his quarterback. And he absolutely balled out last year. So I'm going to go ahead and take DJ Chark here. Uh, All right. That's an interesting pick. I like Chark. Now, now Chark last year uh, played fantastic once Gardner Minshew uh, really started balling. Now, 
his uh i'm looking at it here trying to pull up some stats now he finished last year as the wide receiver 16 in standard 17th in ppr now he did miss a game but his consistency was through the roof now he uh once he started getting the snaps the targets were there the yards were there and he was big time in the touchdown department so with the full season of him being out there uh, i think it's really good for him so i do like uh, DJ Lee. So that's two DJs going back to back. DJ Moore and DJ Chark. At the DJ Chark, it was Kyler Murray at the 5'5". Five five. So our third quarterback off the board was Kyler Murray. DCG is on the clock. What do you think about how this draft is going so far? It's definitely it's definitely different compared to the last two. Um, I, li- I like it though. It's it's definitely a challenging challenging draft. I uh, I see DJ Moore and DJ Chark going going you know pretty much the same adp lately like they they're going right next to each other all the time kyla murray i don't know if i agree with him being the third quarterback off the board but i mean he does have an, a crazy arsenal of weapons over there so if he can take a uh, a big step forward i mean if kyla let's be honest if kyla murray takes a big step forward with those weapons he is definitely it's uh, this is a good value for him in the five, fifth round. So, I mean, it's kind of a wait-and-see approach with him, though, because uh, we don't know. I, I mean, I'm assuming he's worked out with Hopkins. Like, you see Cam Newton working with all the Patriots. I'm, I'm sure Murray is getting with Hopkins. So, if them two can get on the same page, you got to watch out because it, it could be a steal right there. Yeah. So, DeAndre Swift goes at the 5-6 to DCG. So it looks like Swift is going to be in his flex. Now, interestingly enough, now he took uh, Kelsey in the second. He only has one receiver so far through the first five rounds. So he's looking for his wide receiver, too, with the next pick, I imagine. Robinson Robinson takes Dak Prescott at the 5-7. I would prefer Prescott over Murray, personally, but them going right next to each other is not a surprise. PFN goes Keenan Allen at the 5-8 as his wide receiver, too. Again, Keenan Allen's a guy that's, that's kind of scaring me. But I won't lie, I saw the uh, I saw the preview for Hard Knocks, and I saw Keenan Allen out there, and just seeing him again out there running routes, it made me like kind of come back in on Keenan. I was like, I can't give up on Keenan yet. Like his quarterback situation isn't ideal, but uh, last draft he was a wide receiver three for his team. Having him as a two uh, probably makes me a little bit more nervous. Now five nine goes DK to you. So yeah. you have yeah. you're gonna be flexing DK. It looks like. So what nah, do you think about your team nah, so far? I'm not. We have, we have three receivers. No, oh, this, this is a two, two. two receiver. Two receiver. Wow. I thought you set it up like we usually do. All right. Well, nah, DK is the, DK as my flex. I'm okay with. But I drafted him as my receiver three. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, I, 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 I said I said I said right in the beginning. I put in the chat. Uh, one of the guys noticed it and said, oh, this one's a two receiver. I said, yeah, we're going to do this one a two so we can kind of mix it up. That's why w- when you went two receivers to start, I was like, oh, he doesn't have to worry about a receiver right now for a long time. Yeah, no, I was not I'm not paying attention to that. But either way, DK and the flexes, it's okay. Uh, it's well, I, mean, I, definitely, I definitely want to took him there, though, I'll tell you that. If, uh, well, if I that. Who, who would you have taken instead then? Cause I would have took Gronk. Took... Uh, okay. Well, Gronk will probably get back to you that's why i took dk i'm assuming gronk will will make the swing but um you never know i definitely would have took him there and said uh we got terry mclaurin going to vlad that's not bad right there he's pairing him up with Devontae adams 
at receiver. Uh, I think what I've said about Terry lately is it just it really comes down to Haskins. It, like when uh, when Haskins took over the job last year, McLaurin really didn't have that great of a, a season to close it out. So I'm, I, I think Haskins will take a step forward. So I think McLaurin will be fine. But I I just would it's tough, man. It's tough. But as a receiver too, I mean, yeah, that's fine. That's especially grabbing three running backs like he did. Not mad at that. You got Hollywood Brown going to Kev. So now he's got AJ Brown and Hollywood Brown and Robert Woods. That's a, that's a hell of a trio of receivers right there. So I'm assuming you're going to be flexing out Hollywood. And then we have Russell Wilson go to the 512 to Bayou B. So that I, I was going to say Russell Wilson should have went over Dak and Kyler. Like Russell puts up those numbers. So I think that's a good value for getting Russell Wilson right there, to be honest. Yeah, now Beast paired together a couple of Cincinnati boys with Joe Mixon at the 112 and A.J. Green at the 6-1. This is the first mock draft we've done where I didn't get A.J. Green. Uh, I passed up on him for Chark just because I think Chark will be uh, a stupid high-volume play. And as a flex, I like that a lot. And there isn't really injury concern like what comes with A.J. Green. But I'll never knock an A.J. Green in the sixth-round pick because he has wide receiver one upside. Deshaun Watson goes to the 6-2, so Kev is having himself a nice draft. His running backs, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders. Uh, you just named the uh, the wide receivers with Brown, Woods, and, uh, and Brown again. And then Deshaun Watson at the quarterback. So Kev's putting together a really nice squad. Vlad uh, took Stephon Diggs, so now he has his three receivers. He has Devontae Adams, Terry McLaurin, and Diggs. And surprise, surprise here, Gronk came back to you, so you took him there. Yeah, I can't pass on Gronk. It- it, to me personally, getting Gronk in the fifth or sixth round this year is is just absolutely just robbery, like highway robbery. I, the guy he took a year off of football. He's 100% healthy. He's still only like 30 years old. He's he looks like he's in great shape, and he's playing with Tom Brady. The guy like what is there not to like? I don't really understand his ADP. I get see, I get people like oh you know he took a year off of for Gronk that's good. I remember we used to say, I used to say all the time when Gronk was with us in New England, just, I would be fine if we just rest him the entire season and just throw him into the playoffs. Because when we lose those Super Bowls, Gronk's not there. But when he plays, we're almost impossible to beat. The guy is an absolute game breaker. So I think Gronk's going to be totally fine this year. And I honestly think getting him at the 6-4 could be the steal of the draft. But, you know, it's a mock draft. It's early. I'm sure his stock will start rising. Yeah, now in the chat, uh, PFN, so let me just break it down. After you took Gronk at 6-4, Cortland Sutton went at 6-5, Raheem Mostert went at 6-6. So at the 6-5, Sutton was drafted by PFN. PFN goes into the chat. Here's hoping Locke takes a step up, obviously, so Cortland Sutton can take a step up. Right after that goes Robinson. Robinson took Mostert, and he goes, here's hoping Mostert gets the ball. So... uh, yeah, those are two uh, two picks that are kind of in limbo right now. And then Cream Hunt and Marlon Mack. So we got a blast from the past with those two running backs going. I do like both of them later in drafts. I think both of them will be solid flex plays. Uh, I'll let you go ahead and break down those two picks for their respective teams as I'm on the clock and I got to do some searching. Yeah, I mean, the, the monster pick is tough because now if you look at that team, he's going to be RB2, but he wants out. So there's no guarantee he's going to play. You, you don't know how badly he wants out. Maybe he'll suck it up and, you know, play, or maybe he'll hold out and, until he gets traded. So I don't, I st- I'm staying far away 
Stop. I'm staying far away from him this year. Cream uh, Hunt, not really a fan of. Now here's the, here's the tricky thing with DCG. He only has one receiver selected. This is a two receiver, two running back, and a flex draft. So you have four running backs now. So now you like the four guys you picked. It's good to have some depth, but you have like Kareem Hunt or DeAndre Swift. You're not gonna be able to play him. And now you're going to be really reaching for a receiver, too. So that's going to be kind of leaving you in a tough spot. Uh, Marlon Mack, getting your RB2 in the, the back half of the sixth round is dangerous. But Marlon Mack, I think you can pull it off because he's still fancy relevant. He had a good year last year. Uh, he does get banged up. But, I mean, it, obviously, I mean, if you look at it, DeAndre Swift, I mean, I uh, know Jonathan Taylor already, he's off the board. He's been gone. But Marlon Mack, in my opinion, is still the starter until he loses the job. So essentially, his backup went, you know, before him. So I mean, that's that's interesting. I get it with the upside, and everybody gets excited for rookies. Now you, at the six nine, take Cam Akers, a player I am extremely high on, and I'm assuming you'll be flexing him out. Uh. Actually, I'd, I'd probably be flexing out DJ Chark still, but I think Cam Akers on the bench as a uh, high upside play. Uh, I think that's where I'd put him. I like the Akers. I just want to point out that I had my first official snipe of the evening. Uh, Rune Walsh called out the Cam Akers being a snipe as he wanted him at the 6'10". I got him at the 6'9". Now, I was actually going back and forth between a couple different running backs there, but I think Akers would be the guy who has the least percent chance of coming back to me in the 7th. So I took Akers there. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I did because he would have went the very next pick. But I do like Akers upside for sure, and having him to back up Zeke and Gurley, uh, I like that a lot. I think it's a really nice, solid bench pick. Yeah, you know, be cool though is if we uh, had regular roster sizes and like three receivers, and then you could flex them out. But oh, come on, you know. we, we got It's it's Wednesday afternoon. You know what I mean? People are having lunch. We made this one nice and easy with a, a two-two. That that this is like, this is like a retired format. If any of you guys still have leagues where it's two running back, two receivers, you let me know in the comments, all right? Because I I haven't been in one of those in a while. Actually, See, the one I... the one we are in, the one we are in together, it just got voted and changed. So this year it's going to be three receivers. Is I, I like the I like the two receivers just because I think it frees up the flex to really be really powerful and you can really do whatever you want with it. You know what I mean? Like wide receivers are so deep that you can usually get a really good flex wide receiver if you want, if you have a two receiver league. But it doesn't penalize the people that love going heavy running back because you only need two receivers. So I, th I think it makes it a little more versatile. I, I prefer three receivers, but everyone we've done so far has been three receivers. So I decided to try one a different way. I think the next one we do, we should do like a three receiver full PPR and see see how that comes out. Now, after the Cam Akers pick was Evan Ingram. So Rune got his first tight end. Not mad at Ingram, it's just his health. Oh my God, this guy's a frustrating player to own. I had him last year, and the few games he played, he was great. And then he had to ride the pine the whole season. Luckily, I was able to have Daryl Waller to uh, to keep me afloat in that. So Evan Ingram, I have some kind of beef with, but if you can stay healthy, you can't deny the talent. Damian Williams at, went at 6'11". Williams was one of the players I was considering at the 6'9". I chose Akers instead, because I feel like Akers is gonna have the job from day one, he doesn't have a lot of competition over there. Damian Williams is always going to have Clyde Edwards kind of like in the rear view. So I think that Cam Akers will have 
more value than Williams. But if anything happened to Clyde Edwards, any kind of injury at all, Damian Williams would be a RV1, in my opinion. Yeah, and, uh, and going back to Evan Ingram, too. Evan Ingram, such a good talent. But, yeah, the injury problems are just terrifying. Uh, Darren Waller, I'm surprised he took Ingram over Waller because uh, last year Waller was the player that was like – he was like – I mean, if you watch Hard Knocks, you kind of knew he was going to be something special. But not too many people drafted him. And if they did, they drafted him late. And uh, he was a steal. He was an absolute steal, especially a position that really wasn't that productive outside of a few guys, you know. So, Darren Waller is still out there. I'm kind of surprised by that. I'm sure he's going to go very soon. He'll probably, he, maybe he'll go to Seahawks because he does not have a tight end. No, but Seahawks did just take Devontae Parker at 6'12", which is uh, – I came back around on Parker. Now, to start the year, uh, I was like, Parker, he, he, I don't think he's going to be able to do that again. Um, because we've never seen it before. He had a really good year last year, but that was with uh, Fitzpatrick. We know Fitzpatrick can really make your wide receivers uh, more attractive because the dude is not afraid to throw that ball deep. Um, but then drafting Tua, I wasn't sure how Devontae Parker would, would mesh over there with Tua, but now it's looking like Tua is a... Uh, he could possibly redshirt this year, and there's no preseason, so I think we're going to get a lot of Fitzpatrick again, which means I'd like a lot of uh, Devontae Parker. Now, he followed up the Parker pick with a Jarvis Landry at 7-1. Landry, that's just that's a safe option. Uh, I'm expecting bigger things from Odell this year. So I'm not I'm not high on Jarvis Landry, but he's a, he's a really safe wide receiver four, which is what you drafted him as. Unlocked, speaking of Waller, took Waller at the 7-2. I would have liked Waller to come back to the 7-4, so that's a bit of a snipe there. That's but, good value. That's really good value right there. Yeah, that, that's a nice spot. I'd rather have Waller over Ingram personally. That's what I was but saying. Now, yep, I agree. Yeah, but now that that really limits the yeah, the tight ends that are available. There's there's a few guys up there I'm still cool with, so I'll wait. Rune took uh, Darius Geis at seven three again. Now my guy. Um, I'm as a RB three where you don't need to play him. I'm cool with it, but the way that this team is set up, you have to flex him right now, unless you flex a player you draft later. Because I'm, Geis I'm is, fine. I'm fine flexing Geis. See, I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm out on guys. The dude can't stay healthy. Eventually, you have to wash your hands of a situation, and I'm at that point with guys. He just he can't stay healthy. Good, and leave him the, to me. Leave him to me, buddy. Well, I, I, w- I he would, is, but he didn't even get to you. Yeah, Darius guys is, in my opinion, he's a rare he's a rare type of player in the league. He, he still, when he plays, he reminds me of Marshawn Lynch. He really does. He's strong, he's fast, and he's he's just a freak show. And it's unfortunate he's gotten banged up. Like, he had a freak show ACL, te- ACL tear his rookie year. Um, and then last year, he was banged up. But I'll tell you what, the games he played last year, touchdown machine. And I know that team's not that great. I know they're going to be playing from behind. But he actually has some receiving. I, saw, I know he had at least a couple of receiving touchdowns. Like, I just I had him on my teams. I drafted him in all my leagues. And I just stashed him. And a couple leagues, I told myself, I like I drafted him specifically at a spot so I could keep him this upcoming year. That's how strongly I felt about him last year. Um, I know a lot of people. What? Oh, hold on, because I'm on the clock. I have 20 seconds, so I want to, I want to kind of talk about this pick real quick. Now, if you want a running back that has upside, you you want a team that is going to score points and be with the lead, right? Because you want clock control. 
So you want a running back that is going to have a lot of opportunities to bleed the clock and get more rushing attempts, in my opinion. You want a running back that's connected to a high-powered offense that's going to be down in the opponent's side of the field more. Oh you're going to want... My God. Hold on. You're going to want a running back that is going to have a lot of goal line opportunities. You're going to want a running back that doesn't have a lot of competition in his offense. Put the mic you, down. You, you draft a guy who has a lot of upside, who shows flashes that he can be the guy, who has receiving chops. That guy is Ronald Jones II. Oh, my I'm bad. Saying, I thought you took Peyton Barber. My bad. Oh, no, no. So Peyton Barber, he he lost his job. He, he's out of there. You know, Tom Brady looked at him and said, get this guy off my team. I want me some Rojo. That's what Tom Brady said. That's a quote. I want me some Rojo. You know who else is going to lose his job? Rojo. Keyshawn Vaughn. <laughs> Keyshawn Vaughn is eventually going to take that job over because Rojo Dude. is not good. He's not Dude, good. Keyshawn Vaughn isn't good. Ronald Jones showed flashes last year. Ronald Jones, every single day, has been working on his pass blocking. He's put on, uh, what was it? I, I read an article yesterday. He put on like eight more pounds of muscle. He said that he still hasn't lost any dip in his 40 times. So he put on muscle and he still has this speed. This is the year, this is a prove it year for Rojo and I'm in. I've, if I'm taking a shot on an RB4, a guy who's just gonna sit on the bench, you take you somebody get, with, yeah, you, you, you take somebody with, no, you, you take somebody with upside and Rojo, whether you like it or not, has upside this year. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. You would think. Uh, you would think he would, but he's just not good. I'm telling you, it's it's not going to be him. He's not the answer. Plus, oh my God, he's bad. And, and you know what's the funny thing is, Darius Geis and Rojo go next to each other in this draft. How you feel about Rojo is how I feel about Geis. I think Geis is a stud. I think he's going to be great. You think Rojo's going to be the best player in the world? We but we're both so split on those two players. It's funny to see him going. Side by side. All right, we're a little behind now. Let's pick it up. Right, uh, so. Hold on, real, real quick. We're, if one you more say thing. Rojo I'll, again. Hold on. What? I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. One more. Th- one more thing on Ronald Jones. Just one more thing. Okay. All right. He's only 22 years old. He was the top 25 running back last year. So he was just outside of an RB2. Okay. Oh just God. outside. He rushed for about 800 yards. Had about 40 receptions. Okay. And that was with him fighting Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber's gone. I was telling you, Rojo, a lot of people are sleeping on him. See, I hope I draft with more players like you who just write a guy off. Because Ronald Jones, as an RB4, is fantastic. All right, let, let's catch it's up. Let's drop, the, let, let's drop the Ronald Jones. We'll agree to disagree. Let's catch up with the draft. Because after Rojo, when uh, Brandon Cooks is 7-5, Michael Gallup is 7-6, Tyler Boyd is 7-7, and J.K. Dobbins at 7-8. You're on the clock. See, what I want to say real quick before I look into who I'm going to take. Um, so I was saying earlier, DCG not having a backup, uh, not having a receiver two right now is definitely concerning to me. And I was wondering why he kept drafting running backs instead of, but you know what? He shut me up because he took Michael Gallup. And I was just saying, I think Michael Gallup is the best receiver in Dallas. The guy's a touchdown machine. Dak loves throwing to Michael Gallup. So having Michael Gallup as a receiver too, I'm totally fine with it. Totally fine with that. Um, all right, so now I'm looking at my team. Um, because we're doing this stupid format, you know, I'm forced to flex DK instead of having him as my receiver three. I would love to see him a lot better if I had him at receiver three. But in a way, it kind of helps me out because I don't have another running back yet. So I guess it kind of works out. Uh, so I'm looking at my options here for running back. 
So sorry, 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 I sniped Rojo from me. Oh my god, I hate this guy. Uh, there's some good quarterbacks here. You got Breeze, you got Rogers, you got Matt Ryan. I'm gonna hold off on those guys, and I'm looking at Tevin Coleman and Sony Michelle. Um, Tevin Coleman, I think, is gonna have a big year because it seems like Monster wants out, and. Uh, but the thing is, it's like, I, I'm not sold. There's too many mouths to feed. You got Jerick McKinnon back. So I think I'm going to go with the hometown pick and Sony Michelle. And a quick thing about Sony is I, I love Sony Michelle last year. Uh, we did our our uh, our rankings list for running backs, like the way too early version last year. And I had Sony Michelle in the top 10. I had him at number 10. Do you remember that? I had Sony in the top 10. I was wrong. He did not perform. He had a he had a couple. He had like a knee scope. He uh, I think he had an ankle injury. Like he he got banged up last year. Um, our offensive line just didn't. It wasn't really performing the way it usually does. So I think I think this year it's going to be a little different. We're getting our starting center David Andrews back. The line should be stronger. Cam Newton is going to bring a whole different type of athleticism and and just gameplay to our offense. So I'm kind of holding out hope that Sony's going to benefit from that. So I, I and I know he's been working on his pass catching. That was his biggest flaw. Like if you saw Sony and you know they're running the ball. James Whiteson, you know he's going to catch the ball. I think Sony's worked on his receiving skills. And I mean the way this format is, he's not going to seem he's not going to really play anyway unless they have an injury. So I, I'm not mad. I'm not mad with uh, Sony at all. Uh, we just got a message, I guess, uh, you know, I just sniped somebody with Sony and, and PFN sniped somebody with Dobbins. So, uh, obviously, at this point in the draft, everybody's trying to get running back depth. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's why I went with Sony because running backs are getting real shaky out there right now. And uh, I think Sony has upside to be a very productive running back. Yeah, Sony always has upside uh, playing with the Patriots, but... I'd like to see Sony get more involved in the passing game. In college, he, he was a passing back. He caught a lot of balls in college. But with Tom Brady, Tom Brady just really preferred James White. So we'll see what the offense is going to look like with Cam Newton because we really have no idea what it's going to be like. But I will say that I saw the, uh, the the videos of Cam Newton throwing it to Edelman today, and I'm just so excited for football. Like, I can't even, I can't even deal. I just really want this to be real already. Yeah, I, I, I really can't wait for that. It's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty exciting. Hey, uh, yeah. so how, I just want to talk about Vlad real quick. All right, so Vlad started the draft off with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, and then at the seven ten takes Aaron Rodgers. That's a lot of faith in the Green Bay Packers. And that is big time Packers stock right there, big time. But hey, hey, big big time stock. I mean, big boys make those kind of moves. So Vlad is a uh, Vlad is feeling the Packers this year. I respect it, but you just got to hope. I mean, the time when uh, – uh, do they even still have Jamal Williams anymore? Did they let him go? No, who, they they drafted that kid. Who they uh, who did the Packers draft that running back over there? Uh, Dylan. Dylan, yeah. So, kid, Dylan, yeah. So, so when they get on the goal line and Dylan punches it in, Vlad is going to be ripping his hair out. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, mean, I don't know, though. I don't know. I mean, Aaron Jones had, what, 19 touchdowns last year? Yeah. But I mean, the chances of him the chances of him repeating that though. I'm not saying he's gonna like, repeat it, but I mean, 
you gotta assume he's gonna get at least double digits. You can't go from 19 to like six. That's just not gonna happen. He's too big of a part of the offense. And Devontae Adams arguably is the best receiver in the game. So, I mean, that's a hell of a stack. If you can get that stack, the Rodgers, Adams stack, if you got that last year, you're not looking at, you know, Rodgers in the seventh, the end of the seventh round. You know, it would have been a lot heftier of a price last year. Now this year, Rodgers is just dropping off the board. So I like it. I think that's a great value, and that's a hell of a strategy right there. Yeah, no, I I love getting a wide receiver quarterback stack. So the Rodgers, Adams, that's that's one of the better stacks that, that, uh, that you can get. So I'm not mad. I'm not mad at that pick at all by Vlad. I do want to point out that Jay Lair took Brandon Cooks at 7-5. Uh, Brandon Cooks is is a sleeper for me. I think Brandon Cooks is going to have a really nice year over there. There was some rumors that maybe there was a shot Antonio Brown could go to Houston, and that would really hurt Brandon Cooks. But Antonio Brown retired again for like the fourth time, so uh, I'm not worried about that. So I think Brandon Cooks is going to be a great option over there in Houston this year. I totally agree. Um, yeah, so Kev win Will Fuller at the 7-Eleven. So he has a stack with Fuller and Watson. You know, that can be a super, super strong stack. I mean, Will Fuller had that 50-plus point game last year. So imagine having a Watson-Fuller stack during that. Oh, my God. That would be that nice. But yeah. I don't think Fuller – I mean, with this, with the lineup we have, I don't think Fuller would even see – not even going to see the field. No, I mean, he won just because this team is so loaded at wide receiver. But I mean, you want to draft, you want to draft depth. Now it's it is noticeable that he still only has two running backs. He started off the draft. Jacob Sanders hasn't drafted a running back since, so running back is probably going to be a. Well, he did say, back. he did say I just sniped him. So I think he really wanted Sony there, and now I mean, if you take Sony out of the equation, yes, I mean I I do like Tevin Coleman. I know you're a Tevin Coleman truther as you like to say yeah but um they're, they're, I, there's still a couple there's a couple running backs up there yeah i mean i think sony definitely is more upset than all those guys though yeah so uh beast win emmanuel sanders at 712 and jordan howard at 81 uh I, I like emmanuel sanders this year now he is your he's your wide receiver three so he's so he's going to be fighting with jordan howard for the flex um, I think that's an okay flex, but I mean, if you go a uh, quarterback and a tight end in the first five rounds, these things can happen where you're you're gonna probably sacrifice out of position. So the flex isn't gonna be all that strong, but you did get Mark Andrews, so you're gonna have a leg up on a lot of people at the tight end position. Oh wow, we just had a auto pick. <laughs> we had an auto pick Vlad in again, auto pick Drew Brees. So oh, I, mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't looking. I wasn't looking at Drew Brees. I want to try something a little different. But um, that's funny. Now, now he's got Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. That is uh, hurting the depth of his team. I'll say that. <laughs> All um, right, let's break it down. Bold move by Vlad putting his nuts on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very bold. Uh, Hayden Hurst going to Kev. That's a nice pick. That's uh, I think Hayden Hurst is going to have a pretty good year on a new squad. Yeah, that, that's uh, a nice uh, uh, that's a nice upside late tight end. Yeah, I'm on the clock now, and I'm looking uh, I'm looking for quarterbacks here. And basically, what I'm this is what I'm thinking right now. This is what's you know, the gears that are grinding in my head right now. So we got I have Julio Jones, and I have Rob Gronkowski. Do I want to stack Julio or do I want to stack Gronk? And as I'm thinking about it, 
I've taken Tom Brady in a ton of these drafts. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady is like, we're based in New England. All right, need, need I say more? So I think I'm gonna mix it up and I'm gonna go Matty Ice. So I got the Matty Ice Julio Jones stack and I'm feeling pretty good about it. All right, so that means we officially have a quarterback run. Okay, we have Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, PFN is on the clock. His last pick was Dobbins. He did not have a quarterback yet. So let's see if you just twisted the gears. Let's see if you just applied some pressure. Because after PFN, Robinson has a quarterback. DCG does not. But then Lair has a quarterback. I don't. Ruin has one. And Unlocked has one. So we'll see if the teams that have been waiting are going to continue to do so. Or if they're going to start grabbing some of these guys. Because you don't want to miss... You don't want to... you. Know, you know, get a quarterback too, too late. There's still plenty. I see, what, we got Josh Allen still there. You got Wentz, Brady, Stafford, Daniel Jones, Cam Newton, Roethlisberger. There's still plenty of options out there. Uh, PFN went Higby at 8-5. I like that pick a lot. I was actually looking to get Higby at the 8-9, so that was another successful snipe. Uh, I'm getting riddled with bullets today. Not great. But I think this is a really nice pick for his team. So right now, his team topped his running backs. He has Chubb, Drake. Ingram, Dobbins, Ingram and Dobbins. That's interesting, right? So now you're going to get Baltimore's running game locked up no matter who gets it. So that was a really smart pick. And then Higby at the tight end spot. So I do like that. I uh, I would prefer Jared Cook over Higby. I'm probably one of the few people that would say that, but I, and I prefer Cook over Hayden Hurst. I prefer Cook over a lot of guys. I think you guys kind of picked that up already. Um, but hey, I'm not going to hate on it, you know? Tyler Higby had a pretty uh, strong closed out of the season. Uh, moving on, Philip Lindsay goes to Robinson at uh, was at the 8-6. Philip Lindsay is kind of a forgotten face, I feel like, with uh, Melvin Gordon going over there. I don't know how much Brandy's going to get. I'm sure he's going to have a role. But Melvin Gordon's a three-down back. So it's going to be interesting to see what Philip Lindsay has for a uh, has for a role over there. DCG goes with Marvin Jones. So he's, he's getting some good, reliable receivers late after just taking just one guy early. So that's uh, good for him. Tevin Coleman finally off the board to Jay Lair. Uh, Tevin Coleman, I think, is going to have a good year, especially if if, Mo- like if if Raheem gets traded. I'm not even really counting McKinnon in the equation. I know McKinnon, he had a pretty solid year when he played you know, in Minnesota a couple years ago. But he's been away from football for a while. You don't know what it, you know what his game shape is. It's not good. So I like Tim Coleman, especially at the eight eight. This guy could potentially be the top running back on a solid run first offense. So I think getting Tevin Coleman at the eight eight is really good value. Yeah, I'm not mad at I'm not mad at that at all. Now just to go back to Hig Higby for a moment. Tyler Higby from week thirteen to week seventeen. Here's his fantasy finishes, okay? Number one, five, three, nine, one. He absolutely balled for the for that stretch. So I understand why uh, Higby is a really nice target. Late. I actually like Higby a lot. I was planning on going to Higby at 8-9, but I'm going to go ahead. There's still plenty of quarterbacks. So I'm going to wait on quarterback. Uh, I have four running backs already. I have three wide receivers. So I'm going to go ahead and look at the tight end position. Hunter Henry is the recommended pick. I'm not going to go Henry here just because I really don't like his quarterback situation. And the dude also has health concerns. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do it. I'm not proud of it. I'm not happy about it. But I'm going to go ahead and take a guy who has nice touchdown upside. 
and plays in a high-powered offense. Give me Jared Cook. Oh, you bested. I was going to take him as a backup to Gronk, but hey, you know what? I, I don't blame you. You know, Jared Cook is your, your tight end. How does it feel? Uh, well, he... He uh, he was a contributing factor in winning me a handful of championships last year, so I can't be that mad at taking Cook there. And then right after Cook, I took Cook at 8-9, 8-10, Hunter Henry. So I'm glad I took Cook there. I wonder if Rune would have preferred Cook or if Henry was his pick there. I am not sure. Now, not to rub you know dirt in the wound or anything, uh, now we both won our listener leagues. Am I am I correct in saying that? You are one hundred percent correct. And would I be correct in saying that we both had Jared Cook? We both had Jared Cook. Yes. That is Jared Cook, huh? Wow. Wow. Just saying. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't want to get off topic. So yeah, Hunter Henry. Uh, I don't know how I feel about him. I'll tell you. All right. Here's here's my thing. Everybody's like, oh, you know, they drafted Herbert and this and that. And I've said it, I said it last episode. I probably said the episode before. I like Tyrod Taylor. I liked him when he was in Buffalo. I liked him when he was in Cleveland. Uh, Tyrod Taylor can play. He's a he, And he's actually a pretty solid fantasy quarterback if you think back to his Buffalo days. Uh, I, I'm i not saying go out there and draft Tyrod. I'm saying and like he's going to go undrafted. That, unless you're in like a 16-team league, Tyrod might get drafted. That's, that's it. But uh, like... I, I do like Tyrod Taylor, and the reason I'm saying it, I'm not telling you to draft Tyrod Taylor. I'm saying I think Hunter Henry will be okay. I think Keenan Allen will be okay because Tyrod Taylor is a relevant NFL quarterback. He's not just some scrub that's gonna, you know, fill in for Philip Rivers. So, I mean, if it wasn't for Tyrod getting banged up, I maybe we didn't see Baker so early, and and then you know saved everybody. A, a nightmare of a draft day last year when everybody took Baker early because they thought he was going to be a stud. So Hunter Henry at the 810, I think is a decent value. He, uh, I think Tyrod's going to find him. Julian Edelman going at the 811. This is another great value. I think Julian Edelman should have been drafted. Maybe I, I could see Edelman going over like a Jarvis Landry. I could see him going over probably Emmanuel Sanders for sure. Will Fuller. Uh, Edelman is going to be the surefire number one option in New England in the whole receiving core. There's no way around that. And I've said it before, Cam Newton is going to have a lot more time in the pocket than Tom Brady did because he's more mobile and he's more athletic. He's going to be bouncing off tackles. He's huge. Cam Newton's huge. He's going to be bouncing off tackles. He's going to be scrambling out of the pocket. He's, he's going to be doing Cam Newton things. If you give Julian Edelman that much time to get open, he's going to be open all the time. So I think Edelman is going to have a, I think Edelman's going to have a big year. I think he's going to have one of the bigger years he's had in the last couple of years, even when Tom Brady was there. So I'm loving the Julian Edelman pick. Uh, Seahawks finally gets on the board with a quarterback taking Josh Allen, 8-12. Uh, that's Josh Allen, what he finished, he was top 12 last year, right? Yep, yep, he was actually top 8. Yeah, top 8. So you just get a top 10 quarterback at, in the, eighth, the end of the 8th round. Not bad at all. And then you come back and, around on the swing get Matt Burrito, who I think Matt Burrito could sneakily have a decent year playing in Miami. Well, I mean, you remember what uh, when we did our our big sleeper wire hot take episode, uh, one of the guys had Matt Burrito as a top 20 running back. Yeah, I mean, you got to think about it, right? So 
when I first heard Miami got Jordan Howard, I was like, oh, all right, you know, that's that's nice for Jordan Howard. He's going to be a fantasy relevant back again. Easy, easy thousand yard season, eight to ten touchdowns, because that's what he did in Chicago every year. And then, then he goes to Philly, and it's just a dumpster fire. So, the the, the difference is though. Matt Breida and Jordan Howard, they're both going to a new team at the same time during all this nonsense where training camp, I mean, training camp is going to start, you know, what, this week, right? It's going to start any day. So uh, they're both starting at the same time. So if Matt Breida can just outperform Jordan Howard, it's going to be interesting. All right, we're getting a little behind here. So at the unlock joint at the 9-2 goes on Johnson. Uh, I, I know me and you both like DeAndre Swift, you know, we both like him, so I think we're both kind of in the same, you know, the same thought process where DeAndre is the guy to own, but because of the lack of preseason, Carryon's probably going to have the starting job in the beginning of the year. So Carryon Johnson at this point is a good value, and I feel like he's going to be productive for you for maybe the first three, four weeks until DeAndre Swift takes a job, which will happen this season. Uh, your boy Jerry Judy going nine three to Rune. Uh, now, that's a nice group of receivers he has. Odell, DJ Moore, and now Jerry Judy. So that's not bad if, if Drew Locke can uh, get some chemistry again, you know, again with this lack of training, uh, preseason and so much unknown right now. These rookies are going to have – they're kind of backed into a corner and it's going to be tough for them to really – you know, I hope, hopefully with all this quarantine stuff, these guys just had the playbook and they were just studying. So maybe Jerry Judy, you know, maybe he knows the playbook cold. Who knows? But uh, I know you love yourself some Jerry Judy. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Jerry Judy. Uh, I think that all the single coverage he's going to get is really going to come down to is Drew Locke actually good or not? That's that's the big question. I think that Drew Locke, I think he has some upside. I think Melvin Gordon being there is going to help open up the passing game. I do think Denver is going to be a run first team, though. But uh, no, nah, I like getting Jerry Judy late for sure. I have no problem with that. I took Tom Brady at nine four. I was able to put together a Tom Brady Mike Evans stack, which I'm really pleased about. Uh, dare I say I have a Tom Brady Mike Evans Ronald Jones stack? Huh? Don't uh, even go there. I- I'll uh, tell you this though. I'll tell you this. Tom Brady and Mike Evans that stack that stack I think at the end of the year could be the number one combo in fantasy football. I know we had our hot takes episode, and if you guys listen to that, now I said, as a hot take now, I'm not saying this, you know, is going to happen. I'm saying a hot take. I said that Mike Evans could have up to 20 touchdowns this season because he, he's the closest thing to Randy that Tom has had. Tom has been drooling over the fact that he's going to throw the ball to Mike Evans. So I think, I think Mike Evans is going to have, like, a historically good fantasy season. Um, so you getting that stock, getting time at the 9-4, that is a hell of a... I'm telling you right now, I really like your team. You kind of totally ruined it for me, though, with the Rojo pick. Uh, moving on. <laughs> so I'm on the clock now, but let's just let's just blast through these draft picks that we haven't talked about yet. So Jay Larry 9-5 takes Alexander Madison. This is my kind of guy, okay? Every single mock draft we've done so far... I say, if you take Cook, you got to get Madison. If you take Cook, you got to get Madison. He finally did it. Thank you, Jay Lear. You got the best handcuff in football right there. Alexander Madison, absolute stud. Uh, Deontay Johnson going to DCG, you know, an upside receiver. 
Um, I still kind of like James Washington a little bit, so it, it, it's tough. But either way, at this point in the draft, it's good value. Austin Hooper going to Robson. That, uh, that's a, a hell of a value right there. I, I said it last episode, I think Hooper is a, a great target to get late at the tight end position. Uh, we've got Carson Wentz going to PFN at the 9-8. I like that pick also. Carson Wentz is another guy. He has the he has the capability to be like the top quarterback in the NFL. Like with his with his skill level and, and, and everything. And so it's like you can't you can't really go wrong with Carson Wentz this late. And there's a lot of good quarterbacks that go late. I mean, let's be honest. Hey, all right, so now I'm on the clock, okay? And I'm gonna do something. I'm gonna do something real dirty to you. Okay, you ready? Yeah. I'm going to take the man that's going to take Rojo's job, Keyshawn Vaughn. This kid, I'm telling you, there's no better situation for a rookie running back. Think about the rookie running backs, okay? You got DeAndre Swift. Okay, he's in Detroit. He's going to wrestle it away from Kerryon Johnson. You got, you got Johnson Taylor. He's got to deal with Marlon Mack. All right, you got... Dylan up in Green Bay, you got to deal with Aaron Jones. You got Khaled Edwards Hilaire. He's whether you think he, the kid's a stud or not, he's gonna have to deal with Damon Williams. It's gonna happen. All right. Keyshawn Vaughn, and then you know just know that J.K. Dobbins has to deal with Mark Ingram. It, it just keep the list just keeps going. Keyshawn Vaughn has to wrestle a job away from Ronald Jones. Not this, an easy task. It is an extremely easy task. Rojo lost the job to Peyton Barber last year. Peyton Barber had the touchdowns, and Peyton Barber shouldn't even be on an NFL roster. Just, guys, everybody listening, please. Or, you know what? Don't even do it. Don't listen to me, because I'll just take Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Keyshawn Johnson, Keyshawn Vaughn, and I'll be happy. <laughs> right? Listen to Mark and take Rojo and just leave me Keyshawn Vaughn. And then at the end of the season, you can be like, oh, you know, Mark was uh, stupid. Uh, you shouldn't have listened to him. Oh, Rojo, blah, blah, blah. Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be the starter. Write it down. You guys, you can write it down. You can lock it away, put it somewhere. And then next season, you can pull it out and remind AJ of how wrong he was because Rojo is going to put together a nice campaign. Oh, my God. All right, so we are we're about to finish the ninth round. We got twelve rounds. Hopefully, this speeds up a bit. I, I asked if we could speed up the picks a little bit because we're doing this on a Wednesday afternoon, and you're on vacation. But some of us got to go to work soon. Uh, Robinson nice. agrees with me that this draft is going very slowly, and we just had another auto pick. Oh my oh, god! My good god! Vlad so, is balling right now. I mean, if you're going by touchdowns, Vlad's winning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he goes, I mean, it was a, it was another auto pick. I saw the time was up. So basically, it seems like Vlad just checked out. All right. It, he, he got his he got his guys. He got Rodgers. He checked out. Uh, there are people that are like that. There are people that, you know, will draft their start lineup and then just say, ah, man, fuck it. You know, I'll just see. I'll get the best available. Well, yeah, you get the best available. But it's going to be quarterbacks at this point in the draft. So here we're home with Rodgers, Breeze, and Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I guess you could play matchups, but I, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I'm just curious what DCG is thinking right now because he's the only team that doesn't have a quarterback. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I mean, I just hope everybody understands it. It is – Vlad is auto-picking. 
he's not just doing it to be you know a jackass he is auto picking i don't think he's no longer with us in the lobby um well i mean it says he's online so it this does say just, he's on kind of i like, just noticed that I, I, this maybe could, this could maybe this is just like a mega flex by vlad right now yeah uh, or i mean who knows maybe you know he's busy at work maybe he's drafting to work i don't know but anyway let's get it you know three quarterbacks craziness all right we all know it's craziness kev getting james white that's the first running back he's taken since the second round but but james white is a valuable fantasy asset uh, i mean this is only half point if this is full point james white's going earlier even even with the new offense you know james white is a fantastic receiver so i like that pick uh at the 912 we got cd lamb now am i wrong is that the first rookie receiver nope jerry judy went at 93 so he's the second rookie receiver off the board and i still like henry ruggs better it's crazy to me oh my god we got jumped in joey burrow over here joe exotic off the board mm-hmm. so bio beast getting two rookies right in a row i like it yeah so joe burrow at the 10 one i'm sorry vlad is on the clock right now and i think we're all just sitting in anticipation to see if we can get four quarterbacks in a row. That's <laughs> effort. Here we go. The, the chat is blowing up right now. Can it be four? Rune says. Kev goes, take another quarterback. Uh, in 90 more seconds on the clock. We're going to let it bleed out. While we do that, oh, man, it's just, oh, I really hope it's not the quarterback. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. That'd be I'll, have to, I'll have to call my boss and tell him I need the day off because this is getting, uh, my morning's really weird so far. Uh, yeah, so as we sit and wait so far, I think I think this uh, this draft process is going pretty well, though. I mean, the draft's going a, a bit slower than usual. People are really taking a lot of the clock to make the picks, but uh, usually they go a little faster than this. It looks like we've been recording for almost an hour and a half already. We still got two more rounds. So actually, technically, we've got like three more rounds. So hopefully these next rounds go by fast. If... If Vlad uses the full two minutes here at 10-3 again and auto-picks, I'm just going to uh, set his position to being auto-picks. So that way it's not taking the whole two minutes because there's only 30 seconds left. Everyone in the chat is dying for a quarterback to be drafted here. The anticipation is wild right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I mean, obviously the sleep (laughs) wrap doesn't really... uh go based on how your team is put together because it's a little ridiculous. All right. Quarterbacks. All right. Let's, let's count it down. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Come on, baby. Time's up. Ah, oh, uh, Miko Hardman. I mean, that's the right pick. That's the right auto pick. Miko Hardman. God damn it. You know, they, they must have figured he's probably covered at quarterback now. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. Unless he's going to f- try to flex out Ben Roethlisberger at tight end or something. I don't know what the hell he's trying to do over here. Hey, I'm on the clock now. I, I'm over here worrying about what the hell quarterback's going to go. <sighs> Let's see. Uh, I mean, at this point in the draft, it's it's really for depth and flyers. So I have a pretty good stable of running backs I feel good about. I only have three receivers. I probably honestly, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to strike it up as a snipe. But I probably would have won Miko Hartman there. Um, you know what? I'm gonna take my boy. I was just talking about Henry Ruggs, the third. 
I love me some Henry Ruggs. I think he's the type, he's a Tyreek Hill type football player. You know, he's just, he's speedy, he's strong, uh, he's a burner. And the thing about Derek Carr, if there's one thing to love about Derek Carr, it's his deep ball accuracy. He's, he's got one of the better deep balls in the game. So I think there's going to be a lot of excitement with the Raiders going to Vegas and, and Derek Carr has this bright, shiny new toy he's going to play with. I think Henry Ruggs is going to have a big year. So getting him at the 10-4, loving it. Mm-hmm. No, I hear you for sure. Uh, I don't mind Ruggs. I don't mind Ruggs at all. I know that's your guy. I was trying to look for a way to possibly speed up the draft, but I don't think I can. No, doesn't look like I can. All right, hey, let's go. While, um, you know what? While uh, we have a little downtime, we're waiting for these picks. Um, I know we've been talking about it, but we need to uh, really get going on our listener leagues. So, I mean, if you guys are listening, if you guys, I know a bunch of you guys were in them last year. I know what, I'm not sure what you did for yours, Mark, but for what I did with mine, I basically, uh, the guy that came in second place in my league, I told him, I was like, you know, I, he got he got his win share of the money. And I told him, for coming in second place, you're guaranteed a spot in my, in my league this year. So, I'm thinking, uh, I'm probably gonna, you know, post something and I'm, I guess, you know, see who's interested in it again and then I'm probably gonna just use a randomizer and uh and pick the names out that way I'm still trying to figure it out but what are you thinking about Don Fioli uh well mine I I didn't have anything I didn't have anything set up where uh we can let these we'll talk about these picks here and there as they come just because at this point it's just kind of late round flyers but uh, like we got a lot of teams taking their second quarterback and stuff like that. Nothing too exciting for my listener league. I didn't, I didn't say anything about if you came in a certain place like what you did with second place, you get another spot guaranteed. I didn't do anything like that just because I wasn't sure if uh, uh, I wasn't sure how many of the guys would be able to come back. I know that they more than likely want to, but with people scheduling and stuff, I wasn't sure who'd be able to. So I'm probably just gonna start back over from scratch with it. You know, take the the names of people that are interested in it, uh, and put them back into a bucket like we did, and then live stream the process of picking the names out, and probably just run it back like what I did with it last year, and we'll see uh, how many people are interested in it. Now, it's worth noting that my uh, listener league that I run is a fifty dollar buy-in. Yours is a twenty, but we both had a lot of people that were actually interested in both, but we can't. We can't really let one person do both because there's obviously there's a limited number of spots. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, like I said, for mine, I'm just gonna have, you know, the guy that came in second place. I'm gonna say, hey, I already told him, if you want in, you got it because you came, you're the runner up. It's only right that you earned a spot back in. Um, actually, oddly enough, the guy that came in third place, I tried paying him and he didn't even respond to me. So apparently, he doesn't want his money back. I don't understand. I can't even remember off the top who, who it was, but um, the thing is, so many of you guys want to get into these leagues with us, so I we're not just gonna run these these uh, leagues back. We're not gonna run it back. We're gonna keep maybe you know the, uh, for me, like I said, the second place guy, and then I'm gonna get a fresh new lineup. Or I mean, you could get lucky, luck of the draw, get back in. But um, I'm gonna put out a post probably maybe later, maybe later today, honestly, and. Uh, 
gonna really start going on this uh this whole process all right so real quick i'm just gonna just nail out these uh picks so we got darius slain went right after i took henry ruggs i was looking at henry uh, i was looking at darius slain but I, I just like rugs way better I, I love me some henry ruggs so for me that was a no-brainer there baker mayfield i haven't seen him get drafted too often this year but he went to uh, robson for a second quarterback we got tony pollard uh, going at the 10-7. I love Tony Pollard. I think he's a great, great running back, but Zeke really never gets hurt, so it's kind of tough. Christian Kirk, upside right there. I like that pick, especially with Kyler Murray. You got the little stack action right there. You took John Brown. Uh, John Brown, you know, he's he's he was a very consistent receiver last year, but the problem now is you're gonna ha- he has to deal with he has to deal with Stephon Diggs. Uh, Zach Moss going at 10-10. That's a good pick right there. I know for me personally, I, I probably would have looked to get him for my next pick just because I have Singletary. Uh, but Zach Moss is a, a promising young rookie runner back. And now we are on the clock at the 10-11 with online joint. Mm-hmm. So we're just sitting back waiting for this pick. Uh, I'm just reading the chat right now. Rune says, I'm... I always listen to the podcast on Sleeper after I'm done recording. <clears throat> after it's done recording, usually when I'm jogging. Again, we, we promote listening to this podcast anywhere. Whether you're driving, walking, in the shower, sleeping, like any anywhere. If, if you can stream it, then we'd appreciate it if you could be streaming it. Uh, Ruin also comments back saying, I'll never forget last year how AJ loved Jared Cook and, and how, he, how wrong he was. With a bunch of laughing, crying emojis. So you you love getting that uh okay, that shade over there. Listen, listen, hold on, Rune, listen to me, all right? Jared Cook at the end of the year was like arguably the top tight end. He won championships for me in multiple leagues. Don't hate, don't hate on Jared Cook, man. Who's his tight end? Who's Rune's tight end? Let me let me take a look. He's got Evan Ingram. <laughs> I love you. You just you're attacking him right now. You're Evan, coming at his neck. Listen. Listen, Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, I would take Jared Cook over both those guys. But that's just me. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to get too into it, all right? But Jared Cook is a monster. I, I, I just love how as soon as someone bad talks, Jared Cook, you're just like, hey, let me check his team. Let me see who he got. Let me see who he's got, all right? Is that team going to get you a championship? I know Jared Cook. I feel pretty good about my chances. Nah, you know, it's whatever. It, that's it, It's fantasy football, man. It's Hey, look, Matt Stafford finally goes at the 10-11. And then Daniel Jones at the 10-12. So yeah, does, uh, does the, the Daniel have... Jones, The Daniel Jones was uh, was an auto pick. Oh, it was? Yeah, I, th- I think Seahawks checked out. Well, if, right. it hits the, if it hits the one-minute mark, I'm just going to have it auto pick again because we're running short on time, and at this point, uh, there isn't. I mean, there isn't. There's actually like a handful of people that aren't even online right now. So it looks like some people might have gave up or well, they're yeah, that's, that's already what satisfied you, with their teams. That's what happens when you do a draft at noon on a Wednesday. <laughs> it's not exactly <laughs> ideal, but hey, that's what we did. That we wanted. We wanted to try to get some fresh faces in here. We wanted to because I know um we uh, we we're gonna continue to do them every Sunday until football starts. We're doing them every Sunday. But, you know, we figured, hey, why not? We'll, uh, we'll mix it up today, drop a little surprise, see what we can get. And it's been a pretty good turnout, I'll tell you that. Aside of uh, Vlad getting three, uh, three quarterbacks, it's been pretty good. 
Mm. Well, I mean, at this rate, if people keep on, if we have some more auto picks, then you might not be the only team that has three. That's true. There's still one team that doesn't have a quarterback, and it's DCG. And at this point, it's Cam Newton. You have to go Cam Newton here, because if you're not, you're looking at Kirk Cousins. Cam Newton, here's, here's what I feel about Cam Newton. And yes, I know it sounds like a homer pick, because we're in New England. I love Cam Newton this year. Uh, just looking out over these guys, like I put Cam Newton, I would take Cam above Joe Burrow, above Baker Mayfield. I would take Cam above Roethlisberger. I would take Cam above Stafford, Daniel Jones. Cam is going to have a good year. The only issue, the only issue at all with Cam is it's just a new team and the lack of uh, of time, really. I mean, yeah, training camp is starting, but uh, it's not like it usually is. Like, he has been working out with some of the receivers, but it's not like a practice. So it, he's, I'm hoping he's going to get the playbook down. It's a lot of uncertainty, but if Cam can get the playbook down, I think he could, he could be as high as a top five quarterback this year. He, he's still that good. He still has that much left in the tank. So Cam is a very interesting, a very interesting quarterback to draft late in these rounds. Yeah, nah, I like Cam Newton. I like Cam Newton a lot. And at this point, this late in drafts, then there's, I mean, really, like, what's the negative? Oh, so Rune just took Drew Locke. So he got his second quarterback. I'm going to keep the trend going of quarterbacks. I'm actually going to take Cam Newton here. So now we got Brady and Cam. So I got the old and the new. Yeah, that seems. Uh, I've done that in a couple months already. It, it just. Yeah, I, I'm all for that. <clears throat> Drew Drew Lock though getting taken over Cam Newton. That is tough, man. And yeah, but not. Maybe he's a, a he's, he's a Broncos fan. All right, that explains it. That explains it. Yeah. Well, you know, I think Cam's upside is Cam's upside is top three. That's what, that's, I mean, realistically, that's what his upside is. And I think Cam's kind of been putting the league on notice. You know, like, he, he's coming for blood. And if he can stay healthy, that's going to be a scary Cam Newton to play against. Yeah, I hear you. I like Cam. Uh, Jay Laird is on the clock at this point. To give you an idea of the best available players, according to Sleeper, we got... Noah Font, Sterling Shepard, Tariq Cohen, Chase Edmonds, Sammy Watkins, Mike Williams, Nikhil Harry, Jameson Crowder. They got a couple of the rookie uh, wide receivers left. So there's uh, a <clears throat> we're really picking from uh, the bottom of the uh, of the player pool really at this point in the draft. I, I actually really like some of these players quite a bit. I don't, me, me too. But at this point, these are all depth plays for for the most part. For the most part, but I mean a player like. A player like Justin Jefferson, I think he's going to have a huge role this year, being the receiver too. Uh, in Minnesota, I think I think Nikhil Harry is going to have a good uh, uh, good second year. I think he's going to bounce back. He's going to be healthy. And a guy I talk about every podcast so far this season, Mike Gusecki. Great, great tight end to take this late. I like Noah Fan too. I like Noah Fan. I, I think... Ah, uh, there it goes. He just went. Um, he showed. He, he kind of reminded me of Gronk, to be honest. I mean, obviously, he's no Gronk, but seeing that big number eighty-seven catch that ball and take it the length of the field a couple times last year, he, he's got some talent. They do have. Um, I want to say I know they drafted one of the the premier tight ends in the draft. So I, I mean, it's gonna be. Uh, he's gonna have a little bit of competition. But I'm still not. Uh, he's. 
I'm not too concerned there, and especially at this point in the draft, he's a, he's a good guy to grab. Yeah, Jameson Crowder just went at the 11-6. Uh, Crowder's began taking a lot in these mock drafts around this point. I think he's just a really good volume play for the most part because, I mean, uh, Robbie Anderson is out of town. So, really, Jameson Crowder should have all the targets he could handle over there. That was at 11-6. 11-7, Sterling Shepard goes to Robinson. I like Shepard. I mean, Slayton is the guy who gets drafted first every time, but... Shepard is uh Shepard was showing that he was the number one option. I mean, he was getting a lot of targets. He was catching a lot of balls over there. So I like Shepard and Slayton. I like him about the same. I think Shepard is safer, but I think Slayton is the uh, is the upside play. Hey, just a quick thing about Noel Font. Uh, last year he averaged fourteen point one yards per catch, ranked only behind one tight end. Guess who it was? <sighs> Don't even want to say it. Say it. Jared Cook. You goddamn right. Let's go. Uh, all right. Well, you're on the clock, and Jared Cook is not available. So, who are you going to go here? Uh, as much as I love Nikhil Harry and I want to be a homer, I'm going Justin Jefferson only because there's so many targets left with Stefan Diggs out of town. And Justin Jefferson, we've seen him play with Joe Burrow. You know, he is a big play guy. You know, he's got good hands, he's fast. I think uh, I think Justin Jefferson honestly could be probably he may be the safest rookie receiver in the draft. Uh, like I said, I do love me some Henry Ruggs, but I think Justin Jefferson, he, his oh man, like Kirk Cousins is gonna. You got Thielen on this side, you got Justin Jefferson on this side. It's like he's gonna fit nicely into that receiver two option, and you can you've seen it for years now in Minnesota. Both of those receivers can be extremely productive. So it's going to be very interesting to see how well he plays over there. Yeah, no, I, I like Jefferson, uh, Justin Jefferson for sure. Uh, if if I had to pick amongst the the rookie the rookie wide receivers, I think Jay. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think uh, I think Jalen Rager is probably my favorite this year, just because I think he's going to have more opportunity. Because I don't think he's going to be battling anybody. I don't think Alshon Jeffrey is going to be healthy enough to start the season. So I think it's really going to be Zach Ertz and Rager. So I think Rager is going to get a ton of targets. So if I had to pick one wide, well, why can't I say one wide receiver? <laughs> that, try, I don't know. It, it, say it. Say one wide receiver really fast. One wide receiver. I don't know. Maybe, it's just uh, you. My brain. It's just you. Maybe it's because it's it's so early, and I'm looking at the uh, at the clock, and unfortunately, I have to go to work soon. So that's kind of bumming me out right now, but. Yeah, you know what makes you feel happy? Yeah. How, how is uh how's your vacation doing? Let people in on uh what you've been what you've been up to. Actually, you know, I got a funny story to tell you. Well, I mean, I told you, but let me just I'll, I'll share. I'll share this with the people, right? So, uh, many of you guys don't really know, but I have a three month old daughter. Okay. Uh, me and the fiance, <laughs> we decided to go on a hike yesterday. Go on a hike, do some fishing. It was really hot. I was like 90 degrees. And uh, it's a place I used to go to when I was a kid. So I'm like, oh yeah, I, you know, I know where I'm going. Long story short, I took the wrong turn. We ended up taking this like experienced mountain biking path rather than the actual hiking path. Uh, didn't get lost, you know, we stayed on the path, but we, instead of doing like a 30 minute, you know, hike around a pond, I took my wife and my daughter for a six mile <laughs> rough terrain hike. It was awful. 
It was just a miserable day. That's how I started my vacation. So far, so good. But you know what? Today's better. Okay? I'm inside in the AC. All right, I'm drafting with all you guys. And uh, we're trying a new mock draft, you know, podcast right now. It's, it's you know what? Things are looking out. But yesterday, oh, man, yesterday was tough. Mm, yeah, it, uh, it was pretty comical. I was at work, and I see a text message uh, from my father. And I said, oh, have you talked to AJ? Uh, he got lost in the woods with his daughter and fiance. I was like, oh, for real? Like, did he make it? Like, is he all right? There was, like, no context. It was just, oh, he got lost with uh, with his wife and kids. So. That was, a, that was an interesting text message to get at work, for sure. But you are on the clock with 40 seconds left. So what are you going to go here for your last pick? Whew, last pick. Let's see. Uh, let me just break down. So at this point, you know, it's it's really just flyers. So I am going to have to go with my guy, Mike Gusecki. I love me some Mike Gusecki. I've been saying it over and over, uh, especially Fitzpatrick's there. Gusecki's going to be a touchdown machine. Mark my words. Uh, so real quick, just to go back on the picks we, we kind of went over. Uh, after I took Jefferson Jefferson, Tariq Cohen goes to Vlad, which, auto pick, you know, whatever. Antonio Gibson goes. Now, I, I Gibson is a nice rookie to draft because the fact that he's behind. Yeah, he's the third running back on his team playing for Washington. But Adrian Peterson is getting up there in age. Um, and my boy... My boy, you know, uh, Geis gets banged up. So if they be on both can't perform, then Gibson's going to be in for a nice role. John o. Smith goes to Bobby Beast, and then he comes back around with the 12-1, getting to kill Harry. Low miss him to kill Harry this year. Like I was just saying, I was going to take him over Justin Jefferson, but I went the other way. I took Justin Jefferson. Um, Justin Jackson goes, then Sammy Watkins. I take Mike Gusecki. And now we're at, was that Jimmy Garoppolo? At the 12-5. Mike Williams going at 12-6. Jared Goff, 12-7. So now, look at this. DCG waited to the last last round to get his starting quarterback. And he goes with Jared Goff. I, it's, it's a ballsy strategy. I'm not hating on the strategy. I've done this many times, waiting to like the very end. But just looking at who's available... Man, I probably, with, with the available quarterbacks left, I probably would have won Ryan Tannehill over Jared Goff. Just because Ryan Tannehill, he won me a couple championships last year. Uh, very, very accurate quarterback. He's got some big weapons in A.J. Brown. Um, I mean, Goff, yeah, he, he has the weapons. But Goff, I'm not a believer in Jared Goff. I really am not. So, uh, now we got Jay Lear on the clock. Where do you think he's going to go at this point in the draft? Uh, I mean, last pick, looking at the best available players, I think the upside of an Anthony Miller could be nice here. Um, if you're really feeling saucy, you could go with, like, a, a Boston Scott. My guy Jalen Rager is still there. Um, you know, it looks like he just auto-picked out Kirk Cousins, 12-8. Don't really need to talk about that, as it was an auto-pick. I would gladly take Jalen Rager there. As I said, he's one of my favorite rookie wide receivers to take, just because I think the uh, the uh, the time the the targets that he should have available to him week one will be nice. Uh, the chat is a little irritated that the draft's taking so long. Uh, Rune says I don't get why people sign up and then just leave if you're not going to sit through 12 rounds. Don't sign up. <clears throat> 
Uh, then we get some people checking out that completed their draft. There's only two picks left. Preston Williams went after the Jalen Rager, so that's another uh, potential high upside pick. Preston Williams looks good when he's actually on the field. Uh, so I'm, we'll see what he can be this year uh, if he can stay healthy. Uh, we're just getting some thank yous now in the chat. Unlocked is on the clock. He's actually online still. He's a trooper pushing through. So, AJ, we're just about wrapped up with this thing. So, uh, just looking back at the board, uh, just give me a couple of uh, of your favorite teams and then give me the team you like the least, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, all right. Well, I I kind of like Rune's team. I like the Mahomes, Saquon, Fournette, Beckham, DJ Moore, Ingram, and then Geis flexed. That's one of my favorite picks. Uh, if, if he is really a Geis believer, I'm all for it. Um, as I said earlier in the in this podcast, I do like your team a lot, having Zeke and Gurley, and then you got Evans, Juju, and Shark with Jared Cook and Tom Brady. Can't go wrong there. Um, I I like my team for going two receivers early. So my team basically Matt Ryan, and then I got Julio and Tyreek Hill with James Conner, Singletary, Sony, Gronk, DK Metcalf. It, it's good. It's not my best work. Um, yeah, you know it. This draft was different. You know, we had a little bit more uh, auto-drafting going on, which kind of was a pain. It kind of altered the way the teams came out. Um, but honestly, overall, I, I mean, everybody did pretty well. They, I don't think anybody really has, like, an awful, terrible team. I would say the one thing that really caught my attention was uh, DCG really was, like, waiting and waiting to get his wide receiver, too, and then he got Gallup, so that was really nice. Uh, I would say maybe... Instead of taking Marvin Jones or Deontay Johnson or Tolly Pollard or Jamison Crowder, I probably would have got a better quarterback rather than waiting for Jared Goff. But if you're a Jared Goff believer, then, hey, man, go for it. Yeah, no, I, uh, if I had to pick, I, I actually do like my team a lot, the way that it came out with the Zeke Gurley, uh, Juju Mike Evans chart, and then having Cam Akers and Rojo on the bench for running back depth and Tom Brady and Jared Cook. Uh, I really like how my team came out. I like this team a lot better than the last mock draft that we did where I had the uh, the 12 spot. So I do like this team a lot. I agree with you. I like what Rune did taking Mahomes. I think he put together a really nice team. This being a two-wide receiver league, doing Odell and DJ Moore, I really like that combo. No issue with that at all. So I think and then I have a Saquon and Fournette. I think you put together a really good team taking uh, taking Mahomes. My one knock would be the Geist pick. I know you're in on Geist. I'm out on Geist, so we're going to agree to disagree there. Your team, the running backs scare me a bit with Singletary and Sony as your two and three, but you win two receivers to start. So this, I know this is kind of like a trial run for you there. Vlad, three quarterbacks, bold. I respect the hell out of it. You're a trooper. <laughs> um, uh, I I really like I we have to talk about Kev's team for a second. I like Kev's team a lot. He went Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, and then he rattled off three big receivers in a row with AJ Brown, Robert Woods, and Hollywood Brown. Deshaun Watson at quarterback, uh, who can pair with Will Fuller, Hayden Hurst as an upside tight end. So I do like Kev's team a lot. I'm also a fan of Beast that with the Mixon, Hopkins, Andrews, DJ, and Russell Wilson with AJ Green. Uh, I like Beast team. All in all, all of them are all of them are fairly solid. Um, those are a couple of the highlights of the teams that I liked the most. I do like Jay Laird, the pick of Calvin Ridley at four eight. 
that was a big time snipe. I really wanted Calvin Ridley there. So I do like uh, I do like that team. Uh, having Marlon Mack as your RB two though, and Tevin Coleman as your first running back uh, off the bench, that could be okay. I think it'll be salvageable. All in all, I think it was a pretty good draft. I think everyone did pretty well. The last couple of rounds took longer than they should have. I know we did the mock draft at a weird time. So some people were probably busy while they were doing this. So I totally get it. Uh, Sunday's mock draft, I'm sure will go a lot faster than this one. But all in all, I think it was a pretty good experience. The format of two running backs, two receivers, I think went really well. And that format's really easy to put together, a really nice starting lineup. So and I think everyone did that for the most part. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to post the results of the draft board on the Facebook group. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this uh, this new format where we'll record it live during the draft so we can give you our live analysis as the picks are being made. But unfortunately, AJ, I don't know about you, but I got shit to do. <laughs> so let's wrap this thing up. Anything you want to say in closing? Uh, hey, just thank you guys again for doing another mock with us. We figured we'd surprise you drop a little something midweek. Uh, it turned out pretty good. Uh, yep, yeah, uh, stay tuned for the episode. It should be airing very, very soon. Um, I know for me, I'm going to be posting information about about uh, my fantasy league, the, the listener league, 20 league. I'm going to be posting that later today, so stay tuned for that. If you guys want in, comment, let me know. And uh, going forward, we're going to really start you know, ironing out the details for our fantasy leagues because football's starting soon. It's sneaking up this year, so... Yeah, like I said, stay tuned. You got the episode coming out shortly. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. Perfectly said. Couldn't have said it better myself. I'll have details on the $50 Listener League coming up soon. I am not on vacation, so I don't have as much time to be uh, active in the Facebook group. But keep that in mind. There will be multiples. We're going to do yours. We're going to do mine. I want to run back another auction Listener League because auction drafts are a ton of fun. And uh, it's just really fun to bid against. Uh, to bid against you guys on certain players so i'm definitely going to run back another auction league last year it was free it was kind of like a trial because not a lot of people have experience with auction drafts uh i might do another free one again and to get some people in there so maybe some new guys to see how they like the format or if we have a lot of people that are cool with throwing like 10 or 20 dollars down then we can make it a paid one uh yeah thank you guys for tuning in on a wednesday afternoon this episode is a long one so hopefully you're ready to listen to a lot of football content we'll catch you guys on sunday